Welcome back to another bonus episode of The Way of Love. And as we've been continuing to hear feedback about the show, one thing we've heard pretty consistently, and it's not a big surprise, is that people want to hear even more from Bishop Curry. Yes, and that is what you'll get today. So what we have for you is the full sermon that you heard an excerpt from all the way back in season one. It's a sermon Bishop Curry gave at a gathering of leaders involved in Asian American ministries in the Episcopal Church. And he starts the sermon talking about what he calls real evangelism. We are about the business. Well, let me just go ahead and say it. We, we are about the business of real evangelism. Now stay with me. Don't get real quiet. And I'm going to unpack what I mean by that. But real evangelism that is not sectarianism, uh, real evangelism is not about making a bigger church. Real evangelism is about making a better world. Real evangelism is about what my old slave ancestors were talking about when they used to sing, oh, there's plenty good room. Plenty good room. Plenty good room in my father's kingdom. Plenty good room for all God's children. Real evangelism is about changing this world from the nightmare it often is into the dream that God has intended from the time God first said, let there be anything at all. So let me lift the text. You heard it a few moments ago from the prophet Isaiah, the second chapter. In the days to come, the mountain of the house of the Lord will be the highest of all mountains. It shall be raised above all the hills, for indeed many peoples will come to it. Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion on the mountain, instruction from the Lord will come, and then he will judge between the nations and he will arbitrate for many peoples. And then they will beat their swords into plowshares. Then they will beat their spears into pruning hooks. Then nation will not rise up against nation. Then neither will they study war anymore. My brothers and sisters, we are not talking about building a bigger church. We're talking about a better world, a world where children don't go to bed hungry, a world where injustice no longer is the case. A world where poverty is history. A world where there's plenty good room for all of God's children. Can I get somebody to say amen this morning? Amen. <laughs> oh, we're talking about some serious business. Now, I have to tell you that I've been married, my wife and I have been married somewhere between 35 and 40 years. <laughs> and, and one thing I've learned about marriage when your spouse repeats something, tells it to you the second time, pay attention. <laughs> and, and that principle of marriage applies to Bible. When the Bible repeats itself, it's best to pay attention. And this passage from Isaiah about coming to the mountain is found not only in the second chapter of Isaiah, but it's also found repeated again in the fourth chapter of Micah. 
My brothers and sisters, when the Bible repeats itself, pay attention. And every once in a while, even the world pays attention. Because if you go to the United Nations, where we would hope and pray that the nations of the earth would learn to come together to deliberate and to debate and not to fight with swords, that there on a wall near the United Nations you will find these words from the prophet Isaiah. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Then nation will not rise up against nation, neither will they learn war anymore when they come to the mountain. The, the, the mountain is where heaven and earth meet. The mountaintop is what, what the Celtic tradition calls the thin place, where, where time intersects with eternity. The mountain is where folk might actually meet their God. And it's on the mountain that, that God, Isaiah says, issues forth his instruction, his Torah, his law, his word, his way. And, and if you look at the text carefully, it's amazing. Because see, at the United Nations, they cut off the God part. That's not in the inscription. And, and so I tell my friends at the United Nations, y'all need to read the Bible. Get the whole thing. Because if you look at the whole thing, it's not simply because human beings have the capacity to end war. It's when they listen to the way of God and discover what God's real way for human life is, then they will beat their swords into plowshares. Then their technology and implements that are used to hurt and harm are used to feed hungry folk. Then they will not study war anymore. Oh, we got to come to the mountain. Mountain is the place where we meet God and God. You don't believe me? Ask Moses. <laughs> Y'all remember Moses? I don't mean that you know him personally. You know the Moses, the story. I mean, <laughs> Moses, Moses, Moses climbed up the mountain and discovered that his destiny was to go back and set some folk free. Moses climbed up the mountain and got Ten Commandments, God's way of living in relationship with God and in relationship with each other. Oh, we got to come to the mountain. Isaiah likes the mountain. You go back, fast forward to the 11th chapter, 9th and the 11th chapter of Isaiah, and there the prophet has a vision of what happens on the mountain of God when God's way holds sway. He says the wolf, the wolf will lie down with the lamb. The little child will play over the, the den of snakes and will not be hurt, for they will not hurt or destroy in all of my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the glory of God as the water covers the sea. On the mountain, the wolf will play with the lamb. That's like, for, for the Americans in the room, the donkey and the elephant. Um, and, and the truth is, some of y'all remember Dick Gregory from years ago. Uh, Dick Gregory once exegeted this passage and said, it may well be true that the wolf will lie down with the lamb, but you can be well assured that the lamb will not get much sleep that night. <laughs> but, but, but Isaiah was trying to tell us that when God's way, God's way of love has its sway, then even enemies can learn to become friends. 
then we can find a way to transcend and overcome our differences, celebrating our uniquenesses, but bringing them before the Lord on the mountain. Because when God's way, I'm coming to a point, I'm gonna let you, go, go, go and fan yourself, do it a little bit extra more. Because the more you do it, I can feel it, keep going. <laughs> No, then when God's way has its sway, when God's love begins to rule, then we will beat our swords into plowshares. Then. I don't think it's an accident that Jesus in the New Testament is pictured on mountains. It's not an accident that the Great Commission go and make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, teach them to obey everything that I have taught you, and remember I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. It's on a mountain! It's not an accident! My grandma used to love to sing that song, On a Hill Far Away, stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffrage. Not a mere accident that Jesus sacrificed his life for the cause of love in this world on that mountain, Calvary's mountain. And it's not an accident that Jesus, what we call the Sermon on the Mount, that's where he taught his followers, this is what it looks like to follow me. Blessed, blessed are the poor and the poor in spirit. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are, are the persecuted, those who stand up for what is right and just and kind and decent. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are you. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Oh, my brothers and sisters, Jesus was telling us how to love each other. And if we love each other, Guess what? It'll all be all right. It's, it's not any more complicated than that. Well, if you don't believe me, <laughs> ask Jesus. Jesus was the one, and, and some of y'all have heard me say this, Jesus was the one that had that conversation with that lawyer, and he had a lot of, are any lawyers here today? <laughs> Jesus had a lot of conversation with lawyers, and he liked lawyers. And, and, and one time he was having this conversation with, with this lawyer who said, I, I think the guy was trying to trick him, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. He said, great teacher, tell us, which is the greatest law in the entire legal edifice of Moses? And Jesus said, well, what did Moses say in both Deuteronomy and Leviticus? What did Moses say? You, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. This is the first and the great commandment. But then he adds, and the second is like unto it, just like it. Not only love God, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two hang all the law and the prophets. Not, not just some of the law and the prophets, not just part of the Bible. On these two, love of God, love of neighbor, hang all the law and the prophets. Love God, what they say in the Diocese of Ohio, love God, love your neighbor, and then change the world. Oh no, Jesus taught us on the mountain to love God, to love your neighbor. And why you at it? To love yourself. Oh, oh, help me somebody. You got to love yourself, who, who, whoever you may be. 
whatever island you come from, whatever country you come from, whatever your ancestry may, you got to love yourself because God created yourself. <laughs> and how dare you not love what God has created? Oh, let me tell you, I'm getting, I'm old enough now that I love myself. <laughs> I, I'm not as cute or thin as I used to be. But I still get up in the, <laughs> this is true. I get up in the morning and, and I get up and I turn on the light and wake my wife up and turn on the light and look in the mirror. And I say, Denzel Washington? <laughs> <laughs> said, get back in bed, you old fool. Get back in bed. <laughs> no, love God. Love your neighbor. Love yourself. And change and be changed. I'm telling you. No, Jesus is telling us. This is the mountaintop where lives can be changed. Well, I'm going to stop now. I, I am President Jennings. Don't you stop laughing. <laughs> This is my sister. We spend more time. Lord have mercy. But I went to a wedding recently. <laughs> and, 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 and before the wedding, um, actually it was the day before, um, this was in England. It was in England. There was a royal couple getting married. <laughs> I, I was, so the day before, um, uh, we had the, you know, the rehearsal and all that, and um, after the rehearsal, uh, they wanted Archbishop of Canterbury and I, they wanted the two of us to do some press interviews, and we did several, you know, CBS and a number of the various media, and then the BBC, that was the big one. Well, uh, we did a wonderful interview with the BBC, and then the reporter um, asked us a question. She said, now, Archbishop of Canterbury, um, you're not in favor of same-sex marriage, and presiding bishop, you are in favor of it. So how is it that you get along? I said, now see, y'all had to mess up a good time. <laughs> and, and, and you know what we said? The Archbishop said the same thing. I finally said, you know something? Jesus has taught us how to love each other. He didn't teach us to say we got to agree. He taught us how to love each other. And, and, and as my friend, one of my friends says, in baptism, Jesus has made us family. And so I said to her, I have to love him, whether we agree or disagree, because the Archbishop of Canterbury is my brother. And, 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 and the truth is, the Church of England is, is our mama. I'm just coming home to be with mama. <laughs> That's what love will do for you. But then the next day, we had a wedding. And I've thought about that wedding since, and I realized it was a beautiful thing. I really was a really very nice church and everything. Really, it was very nice. <laughs> and, and, you know, I've thought about it since then, and it really was quite beautiful. And, the, you know, the, 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 all the people were there. And, I mean, Oprah was there. Wow. It was like every Elton John. I mean, everybody was there. Um, and, and everybody was really dressed very nicely. And, I mean, Windsor Chapel is really gorgeous. It was, you would have been proud to be an Anglican that day. It was, we did it right. We did do it right. That church, it was just gorgeous. And so everything was wonderful. And, and I realized there were all these cameras and um, all sorts. Of, I mean, the media was all over the place. And while I was sitting there, I said, wait a minute. Do you realize apparently two billion people watched that? 
Two billion people, billion, actually in some cases had to get up early in the morning and the only reason they really were watching, I mean, you know, I know everybody talked about the dress and the, you know, all that stuff. But the real reason was everybody got up because two people are in love. That's it. That was it. Two billion people got up just to see two people in love. And that was news. And more than that, two billion people, some of them were liberals. <laughs> and some of them were conservatives. Some of the Americans I know were Republicans. I've talked to them. <laughs> and some of them were Democrats, and I've talked to them. And some of them were Christian. And some were atheists. I've met them. Some of them were Buddhist and Muslim. Some of them were, were from, from former communist countries. Some of them from democratic societies. Some of them were black. Some of them were, were white. Some were Anglo. Some Latino. Some Asian. Some African. Some Pacific Islander. They were people from all two billion people. And then on top of that, one was British and the other was American. <laughs> all brought together because of love. My brothers and sisters, we who follow Jesus, follow the Jesus who as that old hymn says, is the king of love, my shepherd is, whose goodness faileth never. Don't be ashamed to be people of love. Don't be afraid to follow in the way of love. It is the way of the cross. It is the way of unselfish, sacrificial living. And, and love is, my brothers and sisters, it is the only way. It is the way that we will learn to lay down our swords and shields down by the riverside to study war no more. So thank you for bringing us together to proclaim that message to the world, for that is the evangelism that doesn't just build a bigger church. That is a way of evangelism that builds a better world. God love you. God bless you. May God hold us all in those almighty hands of love. Amen. God bless. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this bonus episode. We'll see you in two weeks for a special documentary of a Way of Love-related event Bishop Curry and I attended in Panama. See you then. <laughs>